Hello and welcome to Overthinking and Overtalking, a podcast about two sisters and life experiences with me, Barney Knight, and my sister, Karis Knight. We will be talking about issues that affect us all, from mental health to everyday women who inspire us and everything gritty in between. We'd love to hear from you, the listener, with any topics you would like us to discuss, any questions on previous episodes or stories you would like to share. Our email is overthinkingovertalking at gmail.com or DM us on Insta at overthinking underscore overtalking. So a brief introduction to us. I'm Bryony, I'm 35, a single mum to a nine-year-old. I also have four cats, so literally the crazy cat lady. I have a lovely plethora of mental health issues such as generalised anxiety disorder, depression and agoraphobia, although the lockdown has actually helped with the latter as now I just want to get out of my house. And I'm Karis, I'm 31, I work as a full-time dental nurse. Last year, me and my partner bought a house that we are currently renovating, suffered with anxiety and depression for as far back as I can remember. I'm someone who speaks their mind, loves a debate and likes to be challenged, even though my anxiety can make that hard at times. In this episode, we will be talking about bullying and weight issues. The subject definitely comes in all different shapes and sizes and we both have experience with it. So let's get right into it. Bryony, you can kick us off. Right, well, so as far as I know, I've never really experienced bullying until I went to high school. Um, I don't think I had any experience with it in primary school. I think kids are a bit nicer when they're younger, aren't they, really? And mm. We all kind of get along and whatever. I mean, probably had, like, little disagreements with your friends and stuff, but not, not in the shape of bullying, not as, as far as I can remember anyway. So I think it was about my second year of high school, so year eight, um, that um, my friends turned on me. Um, This was because I talked to a girl that they didn't like because she was, you know, a little bit poor and she unfortunately had an issue with head lice and because I was friends with her and talked to her, she gave them to me. Um, you know, at that stage of my life, I would never judge anyone if they hadn't done anything mean to me. And I felt sorry for this girl mm. because no one wanted to be friends with her. And I just, you know, I always, you know, would talk to her and be, you know, there for her because I felt really sorry for her. And I don't think it's fair to be judged on, you know, your parents not having no, of course not money and not having the same things as everybody else unfortunately it is quite a lot like that in high school if you don't have the same like trainers or whatever do you know what I mean in fact I think it's got worse yeah exactly so you know I felt sorry for her and I I wanted to be her friend but unfortunately I paid for that (laughs) because no one else was friends with her and um you know all of my so-called best friends turned on me and it was a really, really hard period of my life and I really struggled with it because they were supposed to be my friends. Mm. And, you know, the things that they used to do to me, when I look back, I just think, that's just horrible. You know, they used to throw things at me. They poured milk on me, tried to cut my hair. They pushed me. They used to send me horrible notes in class. There is even a time where they actually went to my house and put a note in my letterbox with a picture of a head lice, head louse, head louse, head louse, <laughs> that like said, you've got these, you're disgusting, you need to get rid of them, you're dirty, like blah, 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 all that. And I remember um, mum tried to get involved, which made it so much worse. 
you know, she spoke to their parents and tried, because she could see how upset I was, mm. you know, I'd come home crying, I wouldn't want to go to school, I used to stay in my room, and I couldn't understand, because of the way I was, and that, yeah. you know, I was still being friends with this girl, because it's not her fault. And I think we have this thing that, like, I, I definitely think we expect everybody to treat us the way we would treat people and that's yeah. just not how no, it's other not, people are unfortunately and that's the horrible situation so you know there was nothing anybody could do to help me and I felt really really isolated and you know I'd sit on my own in the playground and eat lunch by myself and in the end um, when there was I remember a day when it was really bad I think it was the day that they I was sitting in the playground eating my lunch by myself with my, like, pretty brand new blue puffer jacket, which I loved. Ooh, girl, <laughs> you're looking so fly. <laughs> 90s fashion. Um, and I was sitting in the playground, and that's when they poured the milk and stuff on me. Mm. And um, two other girls who were in my form room came over and were like, uh, what the fuck, that's not on. And pulled me into the form room and I spoke to my form tutor and I was just crying and they ended up taking me under their wing a little bit even though I didn't really know them that well um that's nice though that it was really nice I mean they'd come over from a different school mm. they knew each other whereas I'd come over from a school with my so-called with friends <laughs> that weren't then you know bullying me so it was really nice that then I sort of they were like look you can hang out with us at lunchtime um, will sort of like protect you and you know all that sort of thing and my form tutor um, Mrs Ling bless her heart she was lovely she said to me look you like you because you weren't allowed in form during like break periods or anything like you weren't allowed in the classroom she was like come in here at break times and lunch times and stuff um so yeah so that was really good <clears throat> um and then in the end I ended up making friends with um a different group of girls that um so they weren't in the same form group as me they were in a different form group but I ended up coming friends with them <laughs> and it sounds really bad but I became friends with them because they were like the hard girls yeah. <laughs> so like all the other kids were scared of them and so then like nobody would touch me basically yeah do you know what I mean and and then they ended up all wanting to be my friends again because they were all scared of the people that I was hanging around with. Mm. You know, looking back, I should have just... You know, because I did become friends with them again. and um, But I should have just cut them off after yeah. that behaviour. Um, and I was actually friends with some of them for a very, very long time after that. And I think the way that they treated me, I should never have let them back into my life you're quite a forgiving person I'm though about, with... unfortunately i've got a you lot have better got as better. i've got older like i don't put up with as much shit as i used to yeah but i think i think the problem is is when when you're a teenager especially for me i cared a lot about what people thought of me and i wanted every, i ought well I, I always want people to like me i don't like it when people don't like me yeah. i find i really struggle you're a people with that pleaser i am yeah i am a people pleaser and you know i don't think there's anything wrong with that but sometimes it can get me into like you know situations where i put up with 
behavior and things that I shouldn't have to put up with mm -hmm. and you know um yeah it, I found yeah I find it really difficult to separate that sort of side of things but you always try and see the good in people and you always try and give them the benefit of the doubt and some yeah. people don't deserve it no I agree with you and I like we said like I have got a lot better with that as I've got older not to sort of let people treat me you know horribly and get away with it and put up with it yeah see my experience is different so mine started in junior school so I was bullied in junior school by a few of the girls and I had a good couple of friends and that was fine but obviously these friends would kind of be in a weird way like friends with me but in secret like they wanted to be friends with me but obviously these other mean girls didn't want anyone to be friends with me so they would make sure I was okay and stuff like that but yeah on the playground like pretend not to know me and stuff which That's so I actually mean. it is mean but in a way they I knew they liked me yeah but they just were protecting themselves they didn't want to open themselves up to bullying and why would you like in their position I probably would have done the same like been like are you okay but like I've got to go back like to the school playground whatever yeah. and it was and again it weirdly it was all to do with like head lice so they I in most of my classes I had to sit next to this girl who unfortunately was a bit scrubby and a bit gross and it's true and um she constantly had head lice and I would constantly get them and I had well, this I think, long gorgeous hair well and I think would, as well you would then get them from me as well because yeah. I was getting them from a girl in my class so then you would be getting them from me as well yeah so, like, so and I had, had this exposure. really long like to my waist yeah. hair and it would take mum hours to like comb, comb through yeah. and they'd say things like even like oh, I remember one day I'd um they said they'd seen head lice and actually they hadn't and then this one girl was like oh I can smell the knit lotion and the other girl was like well how can you because she hasn't gone home to have them treated yet so yeah. like and it so you knew it was all just bollocks basically yeah. they were just trying to find anything to they make do, themselves feel yeah. better and whatever yeah. and I put up with it and it was things like at dodgeball they'd like purposely throw the balls yeah. at me and it was so stupid but luckily, the two girls that were really, really nice to me mm. in secret, when we all moved up to high school, they, we just, we were a little trio. And right. that was it. Like, I didn't, I found my voice in high school and I didn't put up with anybody's shit. If somebody gave me shit, I gave it back 10 times harder. Like, I didn't put up with it. I found my voice. I stuck up for myself and I was like, fuck you. Well, fuck off. And I didn't give a shit. And you also had your big sister there for, for the first, first year. <laughs> but I just... Chase after the I buddies. just found... <laughs> found my voice and I just yeah. didn't take any shit and then I became I was I would say I was one of those people that was friends with most people in high school like I wasn't mean to mm. I was probably mean to one or two people um well, I but I wasn't yeah I wasn't um and that was down to they'd personally been mean to me so yeah. I gave it back sort of yeah. thing or they'd been mean to a friend um and I was mean back on their behalf sort of thing but you know, and through high school, I sort of chopped and changed friends throughout the years because you kind of do. And then I'm still friends. There's um, a group of seven of us from high school. We're yeah. all still friends now. Okay. We don't see each other all the time. We don't, you know, hang out all the time. And there are certain um, little kind of friendship groups within that group that yeah. get on better and things like that. And that's amazing. And, and everybody says to us, like we go on Hindus and stuff, and everybody says to us, it's amazing that you guys are still all friends all these years later and we are we've all yeah. grown together we're all completely different people and we all say 
sometimes that like if we met now we probably all wouldn't be friends it's the history that keeps us together and it is amazing and I so for my high school experience I you know I got into a bit of trouble sometimes by speaking my mouth and shooting my mouth off when I probably shouldn't but that's when I found my voice and stuck up for myself and was like I'm not taking this shit anymore you can all fuck off and yeah fall off the face of the earth for all I give a shit do you know what I mean I was quite an angry and I think that was all tied in with something we were spoken about before with um our dad passing away. I just didn't give a shit. Yeah. After that, because that happened right before I started high school, yeah, literally the day before I started high school. So I just didn't... I was an angry teenager. I just didn't care. And I didn't, like, any long-term ramifications that ever came from me sort of shooting my mouth off and stuff. I think I got suspended once for shooting my mouth off when I shouldn't. Um, and things like that. So I just found it and just was like, nah, I'm not putting up with it. So when people were mean, I'd just be like, oh, fuck you, fuck off, you're a twat, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, it was, it was, yeah, and there were a few, um, you know, when, when the two groups of loads of the school come together because there's going to be a fight yeah and i was usually the one standing in the middle shooting my mouth off when i shouldn't say a thing you know but i wasn't scared to say things to people's faces either and i think that's what a lot of in high school happens is people talk behind their back but i remember one incident i told someone that i thought this girl was was a two-faced bitch Mm. she came um running after me after school and saying like you said to so-and-so, I was a two-faced bitch, say it to my face. And I was like, you're a two-faced bitch. Mm. Like, kind of questioning, like, why yeah, I've said it. I'm going to admit I said it, because yeah. you are a two-faced bitch, right? Yeah. And she, and then the next day, there was the whole, you know, I could see her coming over with all her mates, and then the crowd gathers, and, you know, mm. she she comes over and is like, say it again to my face. I was like, I don't know why I need to keep repeating myself. Are you deaf or something? Mm. Like, you're a two-faced bitch. Like, get over it. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not in a horrible way. It's fact. You've gone around talking shit about people behind their backs. That makes you two-faced and a bitch. Like, I'm standing there explaining myself to this stupid girl. Like, come on. Yeah. And then she went to hit me or slap me or whatever, and a friend just pulled me out of the crowd and I was quite lucky because that would have turned quite nasty I think and it would have been a lot of hair pulling and a lot of screaming but yeah luckily a friend of mine just just grabbed I just remember her grabbing my wrist and pulling me out but yeah so in high school I found my voice but it was in little school that I in junior school that I I was bullied quite mercilessly and I've had quite a miserable time and I thought and sometimes you think as a kid you think oh is this normal like because you could see them doing it to other kids too and you just kind of thought oh they're the mean girls yeah well I mean that's sort of why in a like not in a like I didn't become a bully because of what had happened to me but I did join the group of girls that would you would now consider to be bullies and but did you you realize at the time that they were bullies or did you just think they were the cool hard kids they weren't even the cool kids because they weren't in the like the they top tier cool girls that everyone fancies. The plastics. The plastics, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but see, we, I suppose, the friendship group that I was in towards the end of high school, I suppose, they were the popular girls, but they kind of hung out with everybody. They were quite nice. But I suppose, from an outsider's perspective, they may have been considered like the plastics. See, I was, they were very good I looking. I was best and... friends with a couple of them before we moved up to the high school. And then as soon as we went to high school, it was like they never knew me. Yeah, it's really, it's strange when you go to high school, but everything changes. we did get changes. separated into different forms, so I think that kind of played into it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, and high school's just weird. Everything changes it's as soon crazy. as you start. 
Right, so not only did I experience bullying in high school, but I also experienced it as an adult in my 20s when I went to college to study hairdressing, which we've previously stated that I did no- absolutely nothing with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it was really, like, I'd say, a different kind of bullying to what I experienced in high school. It was not so extreme and physical, but it was still very traumatic. So I made like a few friends in my class, um, which was really great because I'm not so good at (laughs) making friends. Um, But I did have a lot of girls that used to talk behind my back and call me names based on my weight. Um, So I've always, you know, been a very slim person and never really put weight on no matter what I ate. Uh, And I never thought of it as a problem and never really, I never really thought about it, to be honest. And no one had ever commented on it. And like I said, you know, I'm, it had never been an issue because no. I'd never thought about it and nobody had ever said anything about it. So I just, you know, just thought I, I think was, like, as well, person. that's got to do with the fact that we grew up in the same town, went to the same junior school and then high school as like all of our friends and stuff. So they kind of knew you, that you were just a slim person. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess I hadn't thought of it that way. But yeah, that is true. Um, but, you know, in college... You know, I remember used to sit in the canteen and stuff, and I'd, I, you know, they'd like be pretending that they were whispering, mm. but you could blatantly hear them because they'd be like behind me or in front of me or whatever. And they used to, you know, they used to say that I needed to eat all the time and that I was anorexic and bulimic, you know. And so if I if I ever ate anything in the canteen, they would say like, oh, I bet she's going to go into the toilet and throw that up in a minute. Um, and it was so, I found it so traumatic, like psychologically, because I couldn't do anything. Yeah. If I didn't eat, I would be called anorexic. If I ate, I would be accused of going and throwing up in the toilet and being mm. bulimic. And the thing is, it was just my natural body. Yeah. There was literally nothing I could do about it. So it really, really messed with my head a lot. And like, the thing I think now looking back is some people can just be so nasty and just want to tear you down and make you feel bad for something that you can't control and is just, maybe they're just like jealous of you because of it. But even like, if you had have been suffering with those things, think how triggering that would have been exactly. for you. Like if you were, you know, somebody who has suffered with anorexia in the past or bulimia or anything. Imagine that. Like but even when you know, even though I wasn't anorexic or bulimic, it started getting in my head yeah. and it started making me think about should I eat, should I not eat. So in a way, Developing even though it did, like a slight, it, it could have a very mild. Re- mild eating disorder yeah because i would would constantly be thinking about it when i was in public (laughs) and i still have a bit of a weird thing about eating in public i don't really like doing it so that might have stemmed Mm. from that if i think about it um because yeah at that time because of what they were saying i was just always worried about eating or not eating and what they were saying about me and there, there was nothing I could do about it, and that I found that so, you know, so traumatic when you're being picked on and bullied for something that you can't do anything about. 
Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's it's bad either way. I mm. mean, most people are bullied for something that they can't do anything about. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. You know, and um, now things have changed for me, and I have different body issues. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, since becoming a mum. <clears throat> My uh, body has changed. Yeah. Because that's what happens when you have a baby. That's nature. Yeah. And um, I don't have the super slim body that I used to have back in my 20s when I was young and beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And so I have different issues now because sometimes I look back at like old photos and I think, where did that beautiful skinny girl go? And, you know, sometimes I really look in the mirror and I think, oh, God, I really hate my body. And, you know, it is something I'm trying to work on, but I'm quite a lazy person. So most of the time I'm like, yeah, I don't like my body, but can I be asked to do anything about it? Not really. Let's just go and eat some food. (laughs) Not worry about it. So I have, like, I've not really been bullied over being... I was always bigger. Um, Not, like huge or anything like that but I think the most I ever got to was a, a a 16 most of the time I've been a 12 to 14 but I was yeah. always like the people I hung out with were always slimmer than me and everything so there was always like my friends never said anything about it it was more outside people would be like oh you know saying certain just little things but it never was I wouldn't say it was bullying because it wasn't like a constant like you're fat you're fat you're fat you're fat I more or less bullied myself yeah. that way in saying I was fat I was fat I was fat um, and then I had quite a traumatic breakup where then I lost loads of weight, you know, breakup mm. diets are the best. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I, but I, I, everybody else saw me as then really slim and was saying, oh, you know, you, you're getting quite slim, like, this, you know, you're not looking as healthy as you did, mm. blah, blah, blah. I never saw it. I still saw the fat girl looking back at me, always psychologically, like, always saw it. Now I'm kind of, like, in between those both. Like, I'm in a happy relationship, and I I do think relationship weight is a thing. You do put on more weight because you sit at home with your partner and you eat shit. (laughs) But, um, like, now I'm the most... Like, I would like to lose weight, but also, like, I'm quite an active person. I'm always out and about doing things. I run... You know, I do as much exercise as as I really can fit into my busy life schedule. Um, But I'm quite the person now that I think I buy clothes. I'm stopped trying to put myself in clothes that don't suit me. Yeah. I am a big chested girl. I cannot wear strappy dresses. Stop trying to put yourself in them. Like You don't look the same as the skinny girls who've got A cups. You're not going to look like that. Yeah. You know, I would much rather get my legs out than my boobs. Like, you know, I don't like low cut things because I just don't think they look as good on me as they do a slim, slimmer, you know, um, less chested girl than myself. I think they look better. And that's it. You, to me, I've learned over the years, you know, with weight and stuff, it's, it's not about... I don't think it's personally about what you look like naked because how many people in your life really see you fully naked? Your partner, that's about mm. it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I walk around naked in my house quite a lot, so I think my neighbours get it. Uh, probably, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> more for them for looking up. Um, but, you know, I don't... Not many people, so I think I dress for my size. I know yeah. what I like, what I'm comfortable... And I think that's the thing as well. If you're comfortable in what you're wearing... Even if it is a little bit tighter or a little bit looser, however you like it, if you're comfortable, you exude that confidence and things just look better on you. Mm. You know, if you are walking around in a really short dress and you're overly confident in it, 
you're going to rock it. If you're wearing a really short dress and you're a bit timid and a bit like, oh, trying to pull it down all the time, people are going to see you're uncomfortable in that and that maybe, you know, that wasn't the right choice or whatever. So I've just learned to sort of dress for my size and I will always fluctuate. I'm one of those people that can easily put on weight, but I can lose it at the same time. If I want to lose it, stop eating crap and go on a run. Yeah. But I do love to eat. Because um, the exercise thing I've got down, it's my eating yeah. that I like sugary foods. I like, you know, snacks. I'm not a big meal eater. I'm a snacker. Same. So I snack throughout the day. You know, I just find that easier. Um, and I don't really, with doing, like, I do 12-hour shifts. So, like, there is no set three meals a day for me. Yeah. So I just eat when I'm hungry and I don't eat if I'm not. Um and I think, you know, dressing how you want and, and feeling confident does a lot for your self-esteem. And that's what's helped me overcome sort of having issues with my body is that, yeah, OK, I might not always like the nakedness looking back at me in a mirror. But when I put my clothes on, I think, oh, I look good today, yeah. you know, and that that just helps. You know, you don't mind walking past the shop windows and you can see yourself and you think, oh, actually, that's a banging outfit. You know, you're not looking at the body. You're going, oh, those shoes are cool or I love this jacket or I whatever. that's what I struggle with the most, like, recently is that I... Because I've been, like, a size zero, size six all my life. Yeah. And now I'm a size ten, which is a perfectly normal size, perfectly average, nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying anything like that. But for me, it's a big difference. You've had to learn but I haven't learned that yet. I ha- <laughs> there are there are a few outfits that I've got that I think, oh, I look all right in. But then there's some outfits that, well, one, one day I could look all right in it and one day I couldn't. And there's some things that, you know, I've still got my wardrobe from when I was small, but I've also got bits in there that I've added throughout the last couple of years as I've got bigger. Um, that, you know, I am comfortable in, but still... You know, I still feel a bit, like, frumpy and... But I think that's women in general. Like, some days we feel good. I think that's... Do you know what? That's not even women. That's people. Yeah. Like, some days you can wake up feeling fresh, feeling like you can conquer the world. And then other days you think, oh, I feel bloated. I feel disgusting. I'm just going to put this hoodie on and not care. Yeah. You know, I think that's everybody in general. Like, I even though my partner sometimes feels like that, he's like, I don't want to wear this shirt today. It feels too tight or whatever. You know, it, it's everybody. And I think we need to stop thinking that that's, that has anything to do with our self-worth. Everybody has good days and bad days. Like, yeah. everybody has days where they think, oh, my skin looks really great today. Like, I'm not having the best skin day today. My skin is dry as... Oh, I've got spots. Yeah, yeah. so, like, Sorry. today, to me... <laughs> It's a day where I would normally, like, try to hide the fact that my skin is dry and try to, moist, um, you know, obviously moisturise, but, like, put makeup on. And I thought, actually, no, I'm not going to bother today because, actually, mm. my skin just needs to breathe and just yeah. needs to be how it is. And I don't actually care if people look at me and think, oh, God, her skin's dry. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Come moisturise me. <laughs> I think yeah. that's my it's not I wouldn't say it's my problem it's like I care what other people think because I don't as much as I used to but you still do but I still do and I think that ties in with my anxiety more mm. than anything and that I do have my own self-esteem issues where my weight is concerned and you know sometimes like I said we all have our good and our bad days but sometimes I get really down about it like especially if I've got to do the school run and I'm not feeling mm. as fantastic as I could do and I think oh everyone's looking at me like I'm a big fat pig 
And I know they're not. They're probably looking they're at not, themselves thinking, I look like a big fat they're pig today. They're probably not even looking at me. You couldn't no. give a shit. But that's my anxiety part of it that gets in That's what I mean about the bullying head, yourself right? in a way. Like, I yeah. bullied myself into thinking I was this huge girl, which I wasn't, but that's how I felt. Did you ever... Have you ever, like, had friends that have been bullied because of their weight or anything like that? Um... Not that they've disclosed to me, I don't think, but I definitely know that, like, I have a few friends who struggle with their weight and things yeah. like that. Like, um, I've had friends in similar positions to me and you who have always been slim and been active and then, you know, certain events have happened and they've become bigger. Um, but it doesn't seem to bother them, but you don't always know the battle that's going on inside. But I've never yeah. had... There was <laughs> one girl in my college class actually she was quite mercifully bullied for being bigger but she was so nice yeah she was a really nice girl and i don't think you know they shouldn't you know no one should bully anyone anyway full no, stop but not. for someone to to battle on something and you don't know if that's a hereditary condition like not everybody's fat because they overeat not everybody's no, skinny exactly. because they undereat yeah you know, there can be medical conditions that can cause things like that, you know, and I think people need to be aware of that sometimes. And I think more and more now, like when we were in high school and college and stuff, people would say like, oh, she's anorexic because she's so skinny and blah, blah, blah. I think because people understand how triggering and that can be now, I don't think that happens as often, but then I'm not in college and high school anymore. So maybe it still does. I don't know. But I don't feel it happens like in the workplace anymore. I don't think people are judged for those kind of things like live your life how you want to live it yeah. you know as, as long as you're not massively hurting yourself or anything like that do what you need to do but there's so much stuff in the social media that that all these girls do these camera angles and stuff and people yeah. need to believe that that's not how their body is they don't, they're not always that slim they have bloated days that's why i try to follow as many people online who post yeah these beautiful airbrushed pictures and then post what they actually look like yeah, i love I, it yeah vicky side by side vicky patterson is yeah. one of the best people for that she puts Holly her Hagen yeah puts George her well. beautiful photos up and then literally the one after is her all slumped over you know those little rolls and stuff yeah double yeah. chin like no makeup in the bath you know looking how we all look normal. when we're in the Just bath normal. but you know she does have all these airbrushed beautiful photos but she said it's not real life no stop thinking it is and i and that's why i try to follow people like that on social media because it does actually remind me that okay yeah i'm not a size eight and i never have been and i probably never will be but that's okay and i suit my body shape and my size and i dress how i want to <laughs> so obviously we have experienced bullying in school and college and things but it, back in our day we didn't have the issue of social media to deal with you know we could go home shut the door and be in a safe space mm, i think now kids experience it more because it now then goes into their safe space of being at home social media bullying happens in high schools and stuff and it's horrible like imagine being in your own home and having all these comments and stuff then said to you while yeah. you're sitting in your bed or with your family must be like i don't understand I mean, the only thing we had when I was a kid was a bit of um, was it MSN Messenger. Yeah. People used to slag each other a little bit on that. <laughs> in, like, yeah. And stuff. Or like, 
you, you'd know, like, if you'd had, like, an argument or, like, whatever with one of your friends and they wouldn't answer, mm. you know, you'd send them, like, a notification. Or was it, a, what was it called, a nudge or something? A nudge or something <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, you knew that they were sat there because you could see they were online and you yeah. knew they were ignoring you. But that's, obviously, that's, in the grand scheme of things, in today's society, that's not really anything. Whereas now, you know, teens and young people have got, that barrage of you know we always had it when when we were younger like advertising and stuff has always been you know pretty people magazines and stuff yeah always sort of be like you know celebrities and be like oh why don't i look like that and all that stuff but it's not as in your face as it is now because you know like i said with the social media and going online and just seeing all these influencers and pretty people who were just putting the good parts of their lives on yeah. and the airbrushing and the but I think even and... even not pretty people like we all put our best selves on oh of course line. like you don't put I mean there are a few people who I know who literally put their whole entire lives on social media but um the good the bad and the ugly but for most I'd say 90% of the population only put their best pictures or you know happy events not sad events or yeah. like when they're feeling down and stuff they don't and tend to but put but there's things... nothing wrong with that either no because you know you you do want to put your best life forward and your best moments forward and, and be able to look back and be like oh you know that was a really good day and stuff I like that I stalk my own Instagram oh I anyone's. do it all the time <laughs> because I put you know pictures of me doing things and and I think I look back and I think oh yeah, that was a fun day and yeah you know that was a really nice moment or whatever but I think luckily for I think both of us we've never experienced social media bullying because I can't imagine how that must no, affect but you we have private accounts don't we so I yeah think that's more selective for people who um you know I've never had anyone comment anything nasty on my no. on my social media and if I did I would just remove them immediately but I only have you know I do have people that I that I know that I don't I'm not in contact with anymore and I used to know and things. Have you ever removed anyone from social media because they've posted something you don't agree with? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Many times. Yeah. Many, many times. I have. A lot of like when um the Black Lives Matter movement was I was just about to say the same. There yeah. was someone who I was like, uh oh, I'm done. Yeah. Um, and yeah. like it was a very vague person I kind of was acquainted with, but I was like, no. Yeah, I had. I really I don't had agree. A few that were, I think, it was on Facebook or mm. on Instagram, were like going on about all lives matter and all this shit, and I just thought, oh god, shut up. And well, it just... was like the the one that I removed during that period was it was worse than that. It was like, oh, I can't even remember exactly what tipped me over the edge, but she put something on her social media about the uh, Black Lives Matter and stuff and it was really quite eye-opening and I thought if that's the way you really think I do not want to associate myself with you at all like I want nothing to do with you in my life like I don't want to speak to you not even in social social media media. no I wouldn't like it was quite bad I can't remember exactly what it was because it was quite a while ago now but I was literally like no I do not agree with what you have posted and it is if that's the way you really think we have nothing in common literally nothing in common I had it the same with um, all the 
coronavirus and lockdown and yeah. vaccines and stuff, I removed a couple of people that were spouting those rubbish about that. That yeah like, obviously we're reading like clickbait and like all this i do because i like to read conspiracy theories and oh, things I know like that do. i don't believe them i just like I, I find it fascinating how people can take like such small significant like well not significant small things and make them significant and yeah. like be like well the, the, did you not see this and you're like okay and i, I make my partner laugh because I like to make him think that I believe that Matt Groening is a time traveller. Right. Um, and it just winds him up. And I just think it's any time something comes out that the Simpsons have predicted, um, I always send it to him. And he's like, shut up, he's not a time traveller. I'm totally a time traveller. I'm only messing about. But yeah. it's just, it, it just really makes me laugh. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, a few people who, who believed conspiracies and stuff that microchips were in the vaccine and oh stuff. Oh my and I was God. Like, Listen, yeah, because Bill Gates yeah, wanted to follow you around all day. What, <laughs> what the average Joe is doing on a daily basis. He cares that you go to work every day and come home and eat your tea and go to bed. Like, no. And I mean, like, even if that was true, which it isn't, like... Why, do, well, why would you care though unless you're doing something yeah. wrong something dodgy why would you care and the thing is there's so much surveillance and cameras and stuff all over well, the place see, you're, you're being followed all the time anyway because I had um, a discussion with someone who, who believed in the microchips and I said oh but you've got a smartphone yeah yeah. Right. There's a chip in your smartphone that could literally track right, you anywhere there. you yeah. go like stop being such an idiot and a righteous prick yeah. basically <laughs> um but yeah sort of we've gone off on a tangent a bit, we really but, have i was just thinking um, that. i was like where are we going yeah luckily <laughs> i i've never experienced social media bullying, no. but i am very selective on who i have and i think that's one of the reasons i would never have an open profile as my, oh my God, private no. profile no, because i don't yeah i don't it's just and it's that faceless and I think they're the worst kind of bullies in my opinion are the behind faceless behind the a keyboard, screen yeah. keyboard warriors who say Tapping things away. that think that aren't going to have any ramifications never say to anyone's face exactly and I think that's that's a big you know the whole Caroline Flack you mm. know a lot of social media bullying a lot of media yeah. bullying yeah. and that ended tragically in her taking her own life yeah. but I just can't imagine how that must make someone feel and i think the moral to all of this is really be kind just oh my God, yes. everyone has got something going on like just you be just nice to people you never know what's going on inside someone's head and what they've been through and it's that classic saying if you've got nothing nice to say don't say anything, don't say at, anything at, all. at all like don't pick on yeah. someone who you know is overweight or underweight or don't say anything if it's got nothing to do if it doesn't directly affect you and theirs lives together don't say anything exactly like you don't need to comment on someone's appearance because you don't know how they feel about that yes you know if someone is overweight and they and you say oh should you eat that cream cake or whatever yeah you don't know if that someone is really battling with the fact and they're eating a bit of comfort food maybe they've starved themselves all week because they're overweight and they want to lose weight and they're thinking fuck this i'm gonna eat a cream cake like leave them alone or if someone's got a distinguishing feature or something they might be really self-conscious about that like birthmarks and things like that people really you know because they've been bullied in the past about it and made to feel bad and and i think that's what a lot of high school bullying does is leave irreparable scars about things yeah definitely you know like you said earlier about you know you still get conscious about eating in public and things that's a that's a that's a trauma response really from all the years of people saying oh should you eat that or you're gonna go throw that up or 
you know, oh, I'm surprised she's eating at all, you know. Mm. And I think that is, and it does create these lasting scars. And I think the new generation tend to be a bit more understanding of that because they there's a lot more diagnoses now. There's a lot more yeah. understanding of everybody's different and to not pick on things. And, and it's cool to be different now, which it wasn't in our day. No. Which, it's sad because now I'd have really fit in high school. <laughs> I know. I think. I think now, like, I mean, I never want to go back to high school. God no, again. you Jesus couldn't pay me Christ. enough. No, absolutely not. I would not want to be a teenager. And I didn't even have a bad experience. Like, I had friends. Yeah. I had, you know, re- I just would. I just think it's such a toxic, horrible environment. Yeah. And it may be different now because times have changed, but. And I think the thing. The thing is with that is like that's the thing with teenagers is that they haven't developed that empathy mm. part of their brain so they may not realize well i mean i don't think they do realize that what well no words, even the, what they with say us, like, can hurt you know with saying things to people like there was probably parts of what i said to people like when i was in high school and stuff like i was quite i could be quite mean and i think that's probably left some lasting scars to some people but yeah. Yeah, like you said, you you don't develop that empathy until you're older, and you realise what it does to you yourself. Yeah, and then you exactly. Think, oh, probably shouldn't have said that, you know. Yeah. And also, like they say, like most people think that bullying stops and starts like sort of at high school or maybe yeah. college or whatever, but it happens in workplaces. I mean, luckily, I've never been bullied in a workplace or anything like that, but I know it happens. Yeah, I know yeah, it does. Like does. I've seen it happen. Yeah, and it's really quite eye-opening sometimes and you think adults you shouldn't behave like this no. this isn't and I don't tend to get involved in things like that I just I think everybody to work with if you don't like someone at work then just be cordial and say the things you need to say to them you don't have to have a conversation with them you don't have to be like oh how was your day how are your family and that don't say oh I need this from you within an hour if you could get that to me that would be great thank you yeah like, or you say well, good morning and how are you yeah and you move on Talking about like the workplace and stuff, that's actually brought back a memory of um, when I was working somewhere there. Something happened, Mm. and some people were in trouble. And then someone quite high up then went on to social media and started slagging another member of staff off, yeah, quite bad, like really badly and really brutally. And that was someone who was supposed to be, like, an authority figure and in charge and, like, a grown AS woman doing that. And kind of, like, not that they they bullied me in any way, but, like, you know, sort of had a go at me for something. Yes. Sitting on a fence or not really saying, or not joining in or not being part. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to join in that because what you're doing is wrong. wrong. We had a very similar situation at a workplace I worked at is that an altercation had happened during the day like somebody had disagreed with somebody about something and then somebody put something on social media then loads of their friends get involved and then it becomes a whole big thing and I just remember sitting there and we were all like there was about I don't know five or six of us in this workplace all sitting at home screenshotting as every comment came through because all of us knew this and it wasn't anybody else in the workplace that was putting these comments with this one person yeah so we were all screenshotting it and yeah. sending it to the various higher-ups that needed to know about it yeah. and something you know it did 
then follow into work and it was like well you've put this on social media you you can't say you things can't like that, that about yeah. your colleagues yeah. and it was them colleagues at the time yeah. like having this little spat i mean luckily the colleague that was involved didn't put didn't respond back but all her friends got involved and yeah. things like that and it was it was quite bad yeah um i mean at the time i was as these comments were rolling through i was laughing because i knew this was all going to become to a head and i knew this was she was going to get in real trouble well, for this and it was the same same with my situation it's like i mean like it was nasty but i mean like how dumb are you you <laughs> put it in black and white for the whole world and to like see, screenshot to, to screenshot print it out <laughs> and then use it as proof of yeah what, you know because there's always hearsay and she said he said and no one can and no, you can't you really get in trouble for oh trouble she said he that. said yeah exactly because and, and but you can witness to that but you can on but social can media if you've black and white plastered it all over facebook <laughs> or twitter or instagram you know what i mean that is it's so i find that so stupid yeah luckily to... this wasn't like bullying as such it was mm. just they were talking about it and it was in such a derogatory way and it, quite a lot of choice words were used but it and i just we all sort of saw this unraveling and you know how you have all these different whatsapp groups and mm, stuff and that yeah. kept getting put in whatsapp group yeah. honestly that night was quite entertaining because i thought this is this is roll on Monday morning when you all get in shit for this. Storm. And yeah. it did, it did. Yeah, it was... I'm not surprised. But yeah, I mean, that could have been really bad. But, you know, it's fine, like, not everyone gets along, especially no. at work or whatever. If you want to slag your work colleagues, you know. Slag them off to your mates. Slag them off to your mates or whatever. Don't be putting it on social no. media. Because not only is it nasty and horrible. That person's going to see in, it. You're going to get in trouble for it. You could, you could and lose whether your you're, job. And whether you're friends with that person on social media or not, it's going to get back to them. Because somebody will screenshot it. Exactly. And, you, and okay, have accountability for it. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. You and a lot of people well, go. Oh, you have, oh, you have I never... that accountability. It's, it's oh, black you, and white. You'd be surprised. Yeah, you would be surprised. Oh, no, I've been hacked. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. In this day and age, good one. Right. So this is actually our last episode of our first series. Woo. <laughs> so we'd love to thank everyone and anyone who has listened, and really, really, really thank all of our guests that have appeared and shared their stories. It's been absolutely amazing. They've been amazing. They've been wonderful open up their lives and talk about issues and things that go on in in their life yeah and i just want to say it's been really therapeutic it's been really good you know we've both tried to be as candid and open with you the listeners um as much as we can and yeah thank you to the guests who have been on and i just want to say that actually it's not been only therapeutic to us. A few people have reached out to us um, about various episodes, wanting to sort of talk about it and stuff. I mean, we're not counsellors and we, we don't um, do that sort of thing. But we do, you know, a few people that I know have, have then opened up about their own experiences over things that we've talked about and discussed yeah. over the season. So that's been really incredible to know that we've started a conversation. Like. Yeah. And that's all we well, that's kind of we wanted. Wanted to do, isn't it? Just to, you know, show that it's okay to talk about these things and to be open and honest with your, with what's going on in your life and what's gone gone on in your life. And it's nice that people have reached out and said, "Oh, what you said in this podcast really touched me. I've been through this," and that's been really nice to hear other people's yeah, experiences and and to know that there are people listening out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not just us waffling on every couple of weeks. Because and... <laughs> we went into this season sort of thinking, if we get one listener, we'll be happy. And yeah. we've had quite a few. And I know it's a lot of our friends and people we know, but they've passed it on. And, and people I, I 
personally people I haven't spoken to for years have reached out and said what you've done is amazing like it's really good listening I've really enjoyed it keep it coming so yeah. on that note there will be a season two Woo! but we will take a couple of months break um to yeah. chill out we just don't want to spend any more time with each other we've had enough <laughs> <laughs> need a break from you That's don't want it. to talk to you no more so yeah it's it's we're going to take a couple of months out but we've really enjoyed doing this one and we we definitely will be back with a season two so if anybody has any subjects they want us to cover or anything like that you can email us the link is any on questions instagram or you know if you if you want to share your story if you want to us, appear if you want to be a guest let us know we'll sort it out yeah so next season will be bigger better and stronger so we'll uh, catch you guys then <laughs> see ya bye